Hey guys, thanks for joining us for another episode of Riding Through the Ages. I'm Eugene. And I'm Eric. And we're going to continue our revolving journey through the eras of Common Rider with uh, Rewa, mm-hmm. correct? Rewa. Yes, Rewa. Yeah. I don't know why. The word, uh, Lo- you lost the word for a second. Yeah, yeah Rewa. Uh, Common Rider 01, episode 10. 10. I'm an actor, Shinya Owada. Right? Yep. So I'm assuming that's talking about the guy. It aired November 10th, 2019. It was written by Masuya Kakehi and directed by Shojiro Nakazawa. Mm-hmm. I got that part. Nailed it. So, um, so anyways, I yeah, wonder if so it's going to be about like actor human gear. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the feeling I got from the the prequel or the preview anyway. But that being said, it's been uh, I don't know my feeling about this going into this episode. Okay, I'm pretty sure I said this after we watched uh, the ending of the destruction begins now. Right? Which, mm-hmm. um, it, it wasn't it wasn't the destruction. It, it there was the destruction begins now, and then uh, the uh, beginning of the end or something like that. Well. Uh, it was like I will value your life, or I oh will, right, right, right. I will. Uh, the one right before the movie was right because it's Fu recovering and uh, yeah. It was I will. Um, I will protect your life. I think it was, or it was something. I will your life. Will your life? I will take care of your life. Okay, you figure out what it is. I'll it's, start I will, the intro. I will, over. I, I'll take care of your life. We'll just do round two on the intro. <laughs> you know. No. Um, yeah, I will take care of your life where um, that's when, uh, you know, uh, Yua, like, made uh, yeah, Aruto kind of. turn back on the human gear so that Fuwa could be saved. Right. And then... Yeah, and he piloted the uh, the Ge- the Giga... The Geigers? What is it? Yeah, the, he, pil- he piloted the mammoth. Yeah. Because, uh, so he got the giant robot. Yeah, his, the whole satellite turns into a robot. Really. Yeah. Now, uh, anyways, what I was saying, the, re- the reason why this episode is weird for me is that you go from that to that back-to-back episode pair, which was pretty intense, and then we had the movie, which was off the hook. Yeah. And so now we're just going back to maybe the formula. It but remember, like. at the end of the movie, there was, um, like they do at the most of the movie, there was a reveal yeah, of the, a diff- the guy, uh, the silhouette, and then turns yeah, around, and it's like a, a new writer. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a villain or a good guy, we don't know. I'm assuming villain. Probably villain. But... Um, what do I know? Yeah, <laughs> but is it, are Jin and uh, um, are they really Hirobi really villains? Are they really villains? Or are they just misled? Are they just freedom fighters? Yeah, maybe they just need a push in the right direction. You know, you know, if firefighters fight fires and crime fighters fight crime, what do freedom fighters fight? They just beat up freedom. <laughs> they beat up freedom. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah. So um, it's like free hat. Somebody comes over and they start stomping <laughs> on it. Well, there's also the uh, the thing that we that Izu. Has pieced together some things about uh-huh. Yua, Yua that she's like not, yeah, not all, as what she seems, yeah, not just an Ames agent, yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. think I think she's also works for uh, it was Zila, Zia, Zia. yeah, the uh, their competing companies. Yeah, our our working assumption is, is that yeah, because she was the one that, that that I think that was the person she was talking. To. Yeah, I mean we haven't seen a full on face yet. No, yeah, it was, but, it's, it's just a shadow, right? Because I think. I feel like even when they were showing the, um, you remember the make your own Humagear yeah. episode, um, when they were showing the companies or whatever, I think that Zila was one of the ones that stood out as far as a, a bigger icon. So I think it was maybe wanting to draw. No, your eye. oh yeah, when they were talking about all of the companies right. that were that were part of uh, Daybreak Town. Yeah, exactly. It there was one of the uh, other companies' logos. Yeah, yeah. They they put a lot of work into those logos. They really did yeah. <laughs> more work than actual some companies do on their real logos. Seriously. <laughs> I was like looking at him like Samsung's logo is just the word Samsung in blue. Right. 
So the other thing about this episode, if I mean, obviously, it's not going to be uh, as intense, you know, as the movie. And we the say two that episodes. we're, we're going to come back. We're gonna say, yeah, whoa, 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 it was off the, no, I I feel like um, that was like a the peak, you know, the arc. It's going to wind down a little bit and then go up again. You know, it, it just seems like they can't keep that level of intensity the entire time. Well, I don't know. We only have like six episodes left in the initial arc. Fair enough, but no, I think this episode. Um, I feel like it's going to be partially trying to save the image of the company. Because, I mean, after this whole thing where they're getting blamed for basically a bunch of robots going psycho, go figure. And uh, Because uh, you remember the big deal was that the news footage saw that it was the first time that a uh, a human gear with blue eyes had gone rogue. Right. Yeah, so my point is there's no way there's not going to be like some sort of media yeah. uh, spin on this. I mean, it, it feels like you'd be losing out on a lot of potential if mm. there's not at least at least the vice president being like why haven't you resigned yet yeah <laughs> you know something um although it's clearly not his fault that all the robots went crazy it doesn't really matter yeah that they, they don't care about that yeah uh. <laughs> and then like how, how do you sell human gears when you can't even safely say that uh the medical ones are safe right yeah. like nothing is safe yeah. they can flip on you at any point and turn other ones that weren't broken into broken ones and you know it would be interesting that by the end of the show it kind of resembled the weird future the weird like alternate present right where it's like a full-on war yeah exactly yeah like it was all leading there anyway doesn't matter if they launched the wrong satellite or not yeah that Uh, would be interesting yeah something else i think this is probably a good time to talk about they revealed um saber yeah saber the next which is which is the next common rider and there was a trailer, and I watched the trailer for it. And it looks very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might watch that right, right, real quick because it's just a real quick. Basically, it's just a generic overview, and it shows uh, the main henshin sequence. Okay, which that's just revealed. Yeah, you can see it a million times. So yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, it's not like Kuga with the build up. Yeah, where you have to earn it. Yeah. Uh, no, because they want to sell those toys, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so obviously this is about an actor. Yeah. So uh. It might be back to like that whole thing about right. like uh, a human gear actor versus a non human gear actor. Yeah. Or like, which is not able to put in a, the. He doesn't have any soul. Soul or passion. Who knows? Or it could be like. I mean, there's been several different versions. It could be like, dude, why do I need to act when this guy can do all the acting? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so this is where it gets kind of weird. So we, we have the episode with the writer uh, or the mangaka, and they can't make good manga because they're not human, so they don't feel emotion and all that crap. They don't right? have passion. But then the argument could be made that since you're not human, you don't have passion, there's no way you can act. Like, how do you how do you actually use emotion if you don't have emotion? But then... There's the fact that you can learn to act, right? Well, there's also the the voice actress. She, well, sure. yeah, it's that's so, kind of what my my. She can, so it's like the, well, the logical fallacy for me there is that if it's a skill, it's a trade skill, and if you can use the entire world's library as your source, basically, yeah. you can download whatever you want whenever you want to be better at your craft. That means you could write a manga. Uh, or you could say play the violin, where people are like, oh, it's not good unless you, you you feel it. It yeah. All right. I don't know how much I believe in that, but I feel like that's more about the person listening to it, kind of just wanting to, you know, uh, who knows? Their own. Yeah. But uh, there, there's Make also themselves feel better about their profession. But anyway, yeah. So it, it, <laughs> like you're saying, human human actor versus human gear actor. Um, like, is he better than the human actor? Maybe he's bitter that the robot. But then you better. also look at it. You like, I think of like this other thing about. I think I'm not talking about the actual actors. I'm talking about the character mm. that the uh, voice actress, uh, Huma Gear, is probably a better actress 
than Philip, even though Philip knows everything. Oh, yeah. Not the not the actual actors. Both of them are, were good actors. I'm talking about right, like right, the right. character. The characters themselves. Like so. I think the character of Philip could not be a good actor. Yeah, we're talking about double. Yeah. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I don't But he knows good. everything. Yeah, I think he would be able to understand like everything technical about the job and yeah. like uh he would probably be able to list the entire vocabulary of every type of scene or yeah. he'd probably be a good director. Maybe, but it's like, but I don't know because I don't think he has like the vision. Yeah, the true, true, the creative vision. Yeah, because he's like, well, I've learned. Plus, I mean, once he's learned it all, it's like, whatever, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, but even with that, it's like, but I, yeah, let's I, say he put that aside for a second. Yeah, if he learned everything about voice acting, I think Philip wouldn't be as good of a voice actor as a human gear. Yeah, <laughs> was she the one that uh, changed into a thing that episode? The voice actress. Yes. Okay, so that then that, that raises the other question though. Is like maybe. Because she, she was, was like, such a good voice actress is because she was actually good. passionate about it. Going towards uh, uh, the singularity or whatever. Right, yeah. So maybe they, they aren't normally that good, but she was. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like even if we get a straight answer, it's not going to feel like a straight answer. Oh, no. And we're still going to speculate on it. There's just oh, never that, going that's, to be. That's, that's the point of it. It's like nobody cares. <laughs> pretty much. We, yeah, we, ca- we care more about it than probably anybody who's writing the show. Yeah. The, ever, the entire people writing the show are just like, look, man, just chill. It's, enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. Christ, this is for kids. We... <laughs> we're selling toys here. Fun, but we're selling toys. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, who are you to talk about the deeper underlying meaning of this? You can't even get your intro straight. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, any other thoughts about the episode? Um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Yua. Yeah, Yua. I also kind of want to see what's going on with the dodo. <laughs> and also... Uh, the little assassin. Uh, Fua had like his whole ideas. Like, oh, yeah. Because he's, like, he's he was saved by a human gear. Yeah, he's slowly getting his, uh, his uh, worldview flipped on its head. But he's obviously going to stubbornly fight it or else... Yeah. I mean, it's too soon. <laughs> it's too soon. I mean, we're only in episode 10. Yeah. Uh, this season is probably going to be a little bit shorter. Mm. Um, I think it's only going to be 44 episodes. Is that because it was originally planned to be 44 or because of... No, it's going to be because it because uh, of everything happening in the world. Yeah, the stuff that's uh, happening. Uh, yeah, they had to. Ca- they took like three episodes off. Is it? Do you think that we'd get it in if they did an actual DVD release that they'd get them or they were just never no, filmed? No, they, ne- they never so filmed them. That's going to totally make the ending suck, isn't it? I don't know. Compared to the rest, it's going to be like rushed. Who getting, knows? Uh, I hope it's not as bad as like Big O. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Because, uh, yeah, in September is when the new series starts. Okay. So yeah. they announced the time when the new series starts. Yeah, they're on a time crunch. It's not like they can just pause it. Yeah. And be like, well, we'll just release it a couple but weeks also, after. But uh, also, because of everything they didn't, I never heard anything about a Zero One movie oh. being released in theaters. So I don't know mm. if they're going to just... Because like they can just do them to uh, finish the story in uh, like, direct-to-DVD. True. Because they've, they've they did that with... Um, X-Aid. X-Aid kind of had an ending, but like the true ending was the movie or was the was three movies. Okay. So they might they might just recover by yeah, doing a set of movies. So we might have an ending. Right. But like the ending the might ending. be Okay. And there's still going to be the crossover movie with Saber. I feel like I would appreciate that more than the story being crunched into because there's only so much happening in one episode. I can't yeah. imagine getting rid of three or four episodes. Yeah, so I have no and idea. Somehow trying to jam that into. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. It could. It could. Uh, I don't know if it'll uh, how it works out, but yeah. So it's they lost like three episodes. My notes are already crappy. Imagine trying to 
do a super packed, like super jam packed episode of Zero One compared to other Zero One episodes. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, my hand. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure what they're doing because also I'm not caught up because we're doing it. I'm wa- I'm waiting to watch it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because it's that way, we don't have to worry about waiting, uh, wondering if we're going to catch up to the movie because there's no movie, so we can just like plow through these. True. Yeah. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Just, <laughs> just jam it out, man. <laughs> We have no excuse now. Yeah, <laughs> no excuse. Uh, speaking of which, we are going to go watch that. Yep. Okay. And we're back. Um, so uh, uh, I guess you were kind of wrong about like nothing happening. <laughs> well, kind of, sort of. Like... Stuff happened, but it's more, it's still more building towards, yeah. Whereas the other one was here's where the climax, and now we're coming down, and then we're building back up, yeah. So it's, but it's it, they like, also, it, they also made it a two parter, yeah. I mean, so that's that's the good thing is that, uh, and it's, like it's there was it, directly back to the episode by episode, yeah. And so it also didn't like it didn't feel like they were stretching one story out into being no. a two part story anyway, for sure. Um, but it starts out yeah. in like rain and like dramatic run, dramatic run, drama, and a guy's chasing after an a, like a an older guy. Mm-hmm. It's like the typical opener for any any cop drama. It feels like yeah, and it, it, it was a cop drama. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right off the bat, I'm getting I'm getting vibes from this. And yeah, sure enough. and it was actually just filming. Yeah, but uh, they pointed out later, and I saw it. It's that when you were seeing the cop drama section. There was no human gear or headgear, mm-hmm. but as soon as they cut, yeah, you it wa- see headgear. Yeah, and they explain later that it's actually just being like edited out, ed- digitally edited out as they're filming. Yeah, I imagine. Um, I imagine they could do it. I mean, the techno- they have technology to make human beings, kind of. So yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's <laughs> not uh, they they make giant robots, right? Or a yeah. guy transforms. It's not so far fetched. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little little. Digital editing on the fly isn't that hard to believe? Yeah, right. I mean, especially with this, uh, the rise of deep fakes. Not that I know anything about that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, <laughs> Giri is the 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 a name they show, and that and then after they cut the scene, they go to a press conference. Yeah, you see the the vice president um, taking the central position on the stand with um, NG, which is our human gear actor, yeah. and Owada, which I thought it was going to be. Owada was going to be the human gear actor's name, so it's kind of interesting. No, that he's the he's the veteran actor. Yeah, he's the veteran actor, and then to our left is is uh, Arto. Arto, right? And so we find out that this is as we thought, cop drama uh, with a spin as far as it being the rookie cop who meets a legendary assassin, and, and I guess a, they like team up. Yeah, to like do a the unique relationship where yeah. I could pick up later in the episode. It's more like I can't find the criminal, and it's like, oh, okay, well, what are you coming to me for? Yeah, blah blah blah. But anyway. And like the veteran guys, like showing him what the real world is and all this. Yeah, so we find out that the vice president is the executive producer, I guess, for the show. Yeah, because it's it's uh, it's being funded by Hidden Intelligence. Yeah, Hidden Intelligence. This is like a big and like they kind of talk about it during the press conference from the the questions. It's kind of like it's a PR stunt. Yeah, because uh, uh, Arto is like this is the first human gear actor, so yeah. um, you know breaking new ground. And the president, the first human gear main actor, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway, oh no, so he was also like they also said that he's also the first one who he got all this programming from Hollywood actors, right? They like downloaded all the Hollywood actors. In. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the the best. Yeah. I mean, they didn't really extrapolate on it, but no. you don't really need to. They just you know. threw out the word Hollywood, right? 
good enough. They should throw in all the best Bollywood actors. Then, we, then, then we'd have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> so random. You just randomly break out in song. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> else joins in, and then they're like, oh, okay, well. Um, but yeah, so the, the, you can see that the vice president's very uh, focused on restoring the image of Hedon Corp. Yeah. And like almost immediately, when they bring up the Human Gear actor, they don't even really mention it i mean the the uh press sorry yeah. the press is like immediately talking about awada they're like yeah they don't even feel? talk to the humigir actor yeah they talk to awada like how do you feel about working with the humigir and Wada's like oh i love it he never forgets his lines right. you know it's like a little joke and uh then immediately they ask the question about uh they well one one reporter starts to ask the question about how this is going to help their image after uh the big you know debacle with yeah the um hospital and all the that hospital and i can't remember who interrupted that because obviously they don't want to <laughs> have the press conference conference devolve into that kind of conversation yeah they, but they was like that's behind us we're talking about this movie here right and like yeah. as the press conference is going it goes over to fua mm-hmm. who is like still bandaged up and on a crutch yeah and uh izu are there yeah and i think this is is this the first time that he's actually sat in a solo conversation with a humigir yeah, I think yeah. Because uh, I mean, that, this whole scene, I was like, wait a minute, I don't think I've ever seen him talk to Izu. Yeah, without just kind of so that uh, her the, just being in the room with the him. The conversation talking to Arto. goes back and forth. Basically, uh, we find out the big points is that Ames is providing security for the set mm. because of like everything that's going on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he mentions how he heat incorporations feeling the heat of uh, you know all this bad press, and he says. Um, he says basically he admits that his his views are really changing, but he hasn't like become yeah. a completely new person. Yeah, he's, he's like, like he's I'm, like I'm, it's not all of a sudden like I love Huma Gear, right. but he's like I'm I'm thankful to the Huma Gear to save my life, but I'm not <laughs> and uh, not a change man. And he he mentions something about the leaked footage. Yeah, um, I, I don't remember exactly how he put it, but Izu is like, oh, that wasn't Ames. Yeah, he's just because like, uh, in her mind, even though you know she's uh, confronted Yua about it, it's not like she's. I guess, made the connection that it's solely you. Uh, yeah, so he's like, what do you mean? And she, like, holds up a tablet. She's like, I was there. And he, she shows, he shows, Izu shows Fua what's going on in the, the her her memories, and it's you uh, is there, and she's the one that's recording the footage. Uh-huh. And then the one thing I noticed, well, no, 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 I'll, I'll bring this back up later, because uh, <laughs> there's something about this the second time we watched it that I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, no, you can go ahead, but well, it, it's later in this uh, in our uh, review of the episode when we're okay. talking about a relationship between somebody and somebody else. So we're just gonna oh. wait to that, and then I'll... okay, and then and then uh, it's the stun of uh, Fua, Fua about the whole thing, and then it yeah, goes to you can, get, then goes to the credit. He's clearly perplexed, yeah, because he doesn't know anything about it, and like uh, this whole idea doesn't in line with his agenda of the whole thing, right? His agenda. Like, it's kind of changing now, but his agenda has always been, like, we should not have human gear. Mm-hmm. But this footage being leaked causes, like, panic. Mm-hmm. And he's not he's not about that. No. I mean, because ultimately, he does want to protect people. It's yes. not like his sole goal is to destroy all human gears, and then he would be, like, a villain. It's, he, he wants to protect people from human gears. Yeah. Uh, so it's still, you know... Uh, it's still about protecting people in the end. Yeah, you know. So, but he doesn't like. It's not about causing panic because he's still a police officer, right? And ultimately, he's uh, 
from from what you see of his character, he's very he's kind of honest. Yeah, you know, he doesn't I mean, he, he doesn't he doesn't like uh, duplicity. Yeah, he's and, and you've seen that that he's respected that because he respected that that started his respect of Aruto when Aruto mm-hmm. back in the whole thing revealed the truth about yeah, the Daybreak he, Town exactly, and then also revealed who he was as Zero One that like started his respect for Aruto. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that he's not holding secrets. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he values that a lot. Um. Then immediately cuts over to Zaya Enterprise, right? Zaya. Uh, after the after the opening, yeah. Right after the intro, of course. Uh, after the intro, it cuts over to Zaya, which shows it's um, uh, it's Yua uh talking to the guy. And if there was any doubt before, we can totally tell now that <laughs> she works for him. Right. Yeah. She calls him sir. She like mm-hmm. it's uh, ends. Oh, basically all the mystery out the window uh, about that. <laughs> this whole episode basically uncovers the truth. Uh as far as her character is concerned. Not the full truth. I mean, um, we don't know why. Or yeah, the, why, the yeah. why. But, but uh, 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 and, and we don't know how much of uh, the Zaya guy's plan she's aware of. Yeah. She kind of is just following orders. Right. And there could be a dozen reasons why. For sure. It could be that she was part of this organization. That, that's like she's been part of Zaya the entire time. Uh-huh. Or it could be that like she's with Zaya because it helps something else that's going on or right. whatever. There's a dozen different reasons why. So like like every other time, the guy's behind the desk with the chessboard in front of him. Uh, she's standing up in a, you know, the typical, I'm, she, be, I'm g- g- being addressed by Miss Superior. I'm giving a report, you know, <laughs> and getting, getting, and, but there's also a. And the difference this time, yeah, is that there's a. A, a selection of a program. Yeah, keys. like two, maybe three rows of progress. And she's getting kind of chewed out about uh, giving Mammoth to yeah. Uh, Arita. Yeah, and she's like, well, sorry about that. And he's like, oh, it's okay. You'll just get me a new one. Yeah. Um, And I noticed two keys. One was Exciting Stag or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the other one that stood out, I didn't see the name, but it looked like a panda. Yeah. Um, I mean, we probably should have just paused it and kind of looked at it. Uh, uh, there's the- no guarantee that any of those are relevant. Yeah, so um, what's the big deal about this is that you remember that the the mammoth key was actually uh, yeah, an extinguished key, an extinguished key that Zaya developed into a prorise key. Right. So, um, it adds like a whole new level of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and so then it cuts to a samurai scene footage with Awada. Yeah, his uh, I guess his breakout movie role. Yeah. Uh, which means that he started as an actor like three years ago. Yeah, because um, it's the exact same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, sometimes with these flashback scenes, you're wondering if it's supposed to, like, it's supposed to be ten years ago or something like that. So, anyways, it's but, it's uh, it's a um, it's a samurai movie, yeah, and he's ta- surrounded by goons, and then he takes him out with, down two, with two swords. swords yeah, and, and then we see that it is uh, it's being watched by Little Assassin, who's back again, mm-hmm. and uh, Jin. Yeah, I totally thought it was gonna be uh. Arto. I don't right oh, off the bat, yeah. just from the you know, it cuts into the scene, I'm thinking, okay, it's gonna zoom out and Arto's gonna be like, Ooh, or something like that. Or the but vice no, president. It's basically it's little assassin is watching it and then uh Jin's like, This guy is really good. You should learn from him because <laughs> yeah. then you wouldn't lose all the time. Yeah, he's like uh, he said it's not a loss, it's growth. It's growth. He's like he <laughs> died four times now. <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh basically it's like you should learn from this guy. This guy's mm-hmm. like 
the big time assassin, which makes me wonder if they understand the difference between fiction and reality. Yeah, no kidding. I don't think they do. I don't. Well, that's just it. Maybe because you uh, like the things that happen later on. Yeah, kind of makes it so that they don't understand. Yeah, because I'm wondering. That's that's why I'm so sure. I'm going back to my original theory. I still feel that he's being brainwashed, or like whenever he he makes a like a memory, like a core memory, and just gets wiped <laughs> out by Hirobi. Or he's just, they're just portraying him as like a kid. Yeah, that too. I think they're just portraying him as a kid. But anyways, um, and Horobi kind of cuts in. Horobi's not in this episode very much, but he nah. cuts in and he's just like, I found us a new friend. Right. And shows a key. I don't remember what the key was, but they're all weird uh, <laughs> it, extinct animals. So Yeah, um, it could be anything. <laughs> and then it goes to... I guess the next day, or maybe the same. There's no telling. Yeah, there's when. no time stamps or anything. Uh, but it's the uh, it's on set. Yeah, it's the, it's on set for the show in like a warehouse. You know, very typical of cop yeah. dramas. And so they're show. Uh, this is where they demonstrate the whole uh digital masking. Yeah, of this the is ear. where Izu just basically spills the whole beans on how it works. Yeah, just to, so that we know, so that we understand for when. Uh, yeah, basically, like we, you so weren't just going crazy from the. <laughs> So yeah, it was just the like first what, scene. They didn't because t- it wasn't like they took them off and then put them back on. No, it's just like one minute, one minute there, one, one minute second he gone. doesn't have it, and then it cuts to a different angle and he has it. And so what we know now is if he doesn't have it, that means it's like the view from the camera. Yeah, because I mean, with and honestly, you wouldn't be too wrong to just assume the ears just randomly appeared because I mean, we got tattoos that appear out of nowhere. <laughs> we got whole cell phones that look like you know phone books. Just coming out of somebody's yeah. tight leather pants. So, you know, <laughs> anything can happen. Uh, and so uh, Ames is there, and he says, oh, that's pretty hand. Uh, not Ames. That is, that is just call him Ames. Well, considering the fact that, like, it seems like he's the only Ames person who actually works only for Ames. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Fua, who is pretty much Ames. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're there working security. Yeah, Fua is there, and he's and he says, uh, he's talking to Arterton. He's like, why are you just like, because Arterton is dressed like, uh, a crime scene investigator, a Japanese crime scene investigator, and he has like a camera. He's just like, well, uh, basically, he's pulling it. He's pulling rank as the guy who's financing it, yeah. so that he can be in the show. Yeah, as an he, extra. him, him, and the this the is like VP. a total thing that really happens. You know, it's like for sure. I'm paying all this money. I want to be on screen. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I can't say I wouldn't be okay, in my I, own movies. Oh, you know? Yeah, if I if I paid like bi- millions and millions of dollars to be in a movie. I'm going to be in that crowd. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Stephen King or Stan Lee, maybe. Yeah. You know, I'm, show up, do a one-liner. I'm going to be that guy uh, tapping Iron Man on the back, you know, because I paid a bunch of movie money to be yeah. this movie to happen. Um, but yeah, so they're extras. He gets to be the, the CSI that takes pictures. And I guess the VP is like, oh, but why do I have to be a corpse? Yeah, so he's all paint. <laughs> he's got like... Uh, fake blood on his shirt and he's like all got makeup on to make uh-huh. him look very pale and like artists is just like come on this is for the the good of the company yeah which, and like pushes I mean, him out <laughs> he knows how to manipulate him now i guess yeah um so they start filming the scene and the lines in the scene is like one of the thing it's the detective standing over a dead body and the assassin coming in talking about him Talk, talking to him about like the world is deeper than you think and one of the yeah. lines is that people are like face down coins yeah you only see part of it but there's a side of them you don't you don't see yeah, and this is kind that. of like uh tr- triggering uh fua about yua yeah about he's like, like oh, the hidden side you know about this because he's remembering how she how much she fought to like save his life in the hospital yeah but also the fact that like she's kind of going against him by releasing this footage and doing mm-hmm. all this stuff so the scene is going and uh also, there's this cool cutaway talking about how uh, the the line is uh, w- one of the lines uh, Awada says is 
um, something about the storm is building. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it cuts to outside, and Jin is showing up. Right. And, like, all the Ames guys is like, what? what's Ames doing here? Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> that's fine. Whips out his belt, transform. Yeah, him and, him and uh, Little Assassin. Yeah. Uh, Little Assassin doesn't transform. No. Uh, uh, Jin does. background. Jin does. And then uh, it goes back to inside, and Fuba gets that Mutsubai Jinrai is here, yep. and he runs out. And uh, he sees Jin there and taking out all the uh, normal guys. Yeah, a bunch and, of gunshots going on, but that doesn't, you know, whatever. Filming. And so he, so the he show tra- must go on. So he transforms, and then they start fighting. And then Izu runs out, sees what's going on, because she followed Fu out. Mm-hmm. And then she runs back in, and like she's not going to just run onto the set because there's a thing going, but she right. wants to tell Artica because that's like her job. She basically does the pantomime. She does a horror. She um, does this like really funny pantomime. Yeah, charades, <laughs> charades of like, and then then it's like subtitles. Yeah, even though nothing that she's doing matches the, the subtitles, subtitles are extremely in depth and uh, <laughs> just as formal as it would be if she was talking. Yeah, but she's just <laughs> doing hand motions all over the place. It's great. But I'm not sure from Arto's facial expressions with she, whether or not he was understanding what she was saying or if he was confused. But he catches on when she points to his side and like yeah. he's zooming behind and he sees him fighting. And so he stands up and he's like, ah. And then the director's like, cut, what are you doing? Extra, yeah, stay quiet. You're extra. And so he tries to step away, and then the vice president grabs like, his leg. He's like, this yeah, is for rate. the company. Like, you can hear, you know, his, like, bones creaking as he squeezes as hard as he can. And so uh, he he says, oh, okay. And then they go back to the scene. So it goes back and forth. It's going, and then it goes to Fu outside. And remember, Fu is fighting injured. Yeah. So he gets knocked back, and... Uh, uh, yeah, Jean's kind of gloating over the J- fact Jin's coming in for like he's a, already a, wiped out, a bigger attack, and then uh, gunshots, and it's Yua shows up, and uh, Yua transforms, and it's a it's a fight between them. It's a pretty cool transformation because this is the first time she uh, action transforms, but like running. Yeah. Uh, usually she just stands and lets that come yeah, to him. Yeah, the bullet hit her. Uh, the bullet still hits her, but she's like running when she right. transforms. Uh, because it's it's not like uh Fua who punches his bullet. Right. He punches his bullet. <laughs> so that's so him. Yeah, the one time that goes horribly wrong. I mean, yeah. Oh, that was just a regular bullet. I feel like I feel like they should do a blooper of that. Um. So uh, there is another moment where uh, the, pretty much the same thing happens again where. Yeah, so Ardo's, he he still wants to help. Yeah, uh, because he sees the fight going on outside. Because it's you know from the view of the warehouse, you see the door. There's nothing there, and then suddenly two people are fighting, and then they're off screen again. Yeah, so and then at one point he like jumps up really quick and he kicks. Uh, yeah, he kicks the vice president. Right the vice in president the like sits up, is like oh, and they're like God, dead bodies, stay quiet. And Ardo's is like. Well, maybe, maybe he, he comes back to life. <laughs> like, that's pre- ridiculous. I stake my life on this. Yeah, the scene. president is like, I stake my life on being dead. Yeah. <laughs> then he taking it very seriously. Yeah. Um. And so. Uh, yeah. So they're they're fighting. Um. Yua changes to the Lightning Hornet, and yeah. uh, they're having an aerial battle. Her and Jean, and uh, she uh, releases some uh the wasp, the bees, the, the you hornet. know, the wasps, and they they explode. They're doing their whole thing. They're doing exploding. Right, that's also, how, while they're up in the air. That's how they are. Fua is like shooting him, trying to shoot him. And right. So, um, they and explode, it, and it's in just, the warehouse. The scene is that the the guy Awada's got the gun. And he's pointing it at this, uh, you know, Engie, and saying some lines about you know basically revealing that he's the legendary assassin. Blah blah blah. And he takes a shot. And and so I guess in the scene, what it is is that he's supposed to take the shot off to the side to show that he's still dangerous. Right. But he doesn't exactly. 
because there's like a silly uh like a squib like a little explosion showing that like he shot off to the side right he's just like i'm still dangerous or whatever Mm -hmm. but the same time that happens is when an explosion happens outside Uh and so like wall panels fall down and almost like lights from the ceiling (laughs) almost like kills the uh vice president vice president he leans up just in time to avoid getting his head smashed yeah which is like and the whole set's quiet. Because, like, in real life, that was a really tight hit uh-huh. where that could have, like, seriously hurt him. Yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but, so it, but it's great like... because it's all everybody's just like, uh, and then, like, I think it was, uh, oh, what is just like, oh, maybe we should tone down the gunshot. Yeah, it was, the, yeah, it was either him or the uh, <laughs> the director. Right away. <laughs> like, and maybe he's we like, overdid it. So it's a fake gun, but Awadis just, like, puts it to his face, and he's just like, what is that? Yeah, and he, like, like huh. he, po- he points it around, and it's funny. It's like, even though it's a human, and he's just like, whoa! Yeah, he's like, do- <laughs> dodged out of the way, way, and he's just like, I don't know. And so... Um, so Jin gets knocked down to the ground. I, I should <laughs> say that in the background, by the way... Um, Little assassin has started to watch the acting. No, no, we find that out after because uh, like Jin gets knocked to the ground mm. and he's just like, "Okay, little assassin, get her." Oh, but right, right, right. And, and like nothing happens. Like, oh, what's, what's going on? He's like, "What the?" All of a sudden, he didn't realize the whole fight that he was by himself. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't <laughs> he's like, figure "Little out. assassin, oh crap!" And then he runs away. And then we see that little assassin has been inside watching the whole yeah. thing because there's no concept of a closed set here. That's yeah. what's getting me about this is like people can just walk on and there's gunshots and explosions going on and nobody notices. Nobody it. notices. That. Well, like, like Ames is just taking care of it, right? <laughs> just imagine the kind of world people are always bragging on America for having, uh, you know, shootings all day, every day, or whatever. If you you're in a world where you just desensitize to explosions and gunshots outside, it's, it's like, like whatever. whatever. It's the new normal. Yeah, the new norm. <laughs> so it just makes for good background ambience for the show. <laughs> so, um, uh, like yeah, little assassin is w- watches the scene, and then they go through the whole scene. Mm-hmm. And little assassin is like enamored by Awada, like his 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 stance and like how he acts is like an assassin. He's right. idolizing him as an assassin. Yeah, because he hears the the guy. Uh, addressed as a legendary assassin. He perks up. And so they do the scene. They cut the scene. The director comes in, and he's like, Awada, you did great. Edgy, you did good, too. And uh, basically, the director takes Edgy, and it's like talking to him, the human gear Edgy, and he's talking yeah. to him. About and Awada's like, oh, hold on. Uh, the director can I talk to you for a moment? And the director's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And yeah, so then they go off to the side, and this is where Awada gets you, like, the conflict of the episode, yeah. where he's just like... You find out he's a fuddy-duddy. Well, no, because he's like, he's like, um... He's not really selling it. Yeah, he's not doing a good job. And the director's like, "Yeah, I know. I agree, yeah. but that's what's funding the show. It's yeah. basically like I just need you to put up with it, but but it's basically like we have this young actor, but the co- the production company's like pushing him, and so we just got to deal with it, mm-hmm. even though it's not going to be good. Now, at first, I'm just like, Awada just doesn't like n- new things, but then you got to realize, no, he's right because it's mm-hmm. a it's an it's a robot." Yeah, but I mean, the thing is that uh, my view of the entire episode, totally different opinion. I don't think he's right. I think think he's, I think he came in with preset opinions and they're playing out how he wants them to play out. In my opinion, he sees faults where he wants to see them and it never mattered whether he could have been the best actor in the world and he still would have been like, eh, it's not how I thought it was going to go. That's my opinion. I don't think so, especially because with the, the director agreed with him. I don't think the director just agreed with him because he's the I, star. I think that's exactly what the director did. I think that I think because what it is is that, um, as we show, show later, that uh, like I think it'll change in the next episode mm. because I think 
he will all because I will think that Edgy will become a good actor all of a sudden because Edgy is evolving, but he's not there yet. So I think he's a bad actor now. You know, he he might be, but um, I'll I'll circle back to my argument when we get to a later scene where I'm going to use that as my proof. Oh, Uh, I'm just not going to jump forward. I think I know what you're talking about. There's two things, but we'll we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But um, as far as I I feel like it's not necessarily that it's the the human gear is all bad, I should say. He's definitely not as good as Awada. Yeah. Uh, So I think what it is is that uh, he's not like the worst actor in the world. Right. He's just not a good actor. And the only thing that Awada can come come up with is he's a human gear. Right. (laughs) <laughs> it's just like yeah so i mean it's it, i feel like it goes both ways it could be like a lot is just like also he's like he's not selling it and he does point out later about like what acting is and like uh-huh. how the human gear could follow the lines but that's not what acting is acting yeah. isn't, isn't about the lines i don't know that we'll get to that because that's going to be one of the my that's going to be my uh object b uh, in the court case of <laughs> why he's an asshole but anyway so then it comes to uh it's uh after uh Jin goes away. Yeah. Uh Fu and Yu uh, they both untransform. Yeah, they're having a and then uh he's basically sitting down catching his breath because And you then know. and f- and then what you would think would be like four episodes later in a normal <laughs> show, Fu is just, just like, like Hey, <laughs> why did you release that footage? <laughs> just like straight up. I love that about the show. This She's like, like, Okay, I did um that's correct, and I was the one that filmed it. And he's like you know, um, our goal here is not really to shut down Heden Corp. Yeah. And she's like, but no, it is for yeah. me. That's yeah. like, that is my goal. And he knows that there's some connection between her and Zuya. See, that is the thing. With no prompting, he's like, is it Zaya Enterprise? And she's like, yes. And so what I feel like it is, okay, this is when I got the, the, uh, the theory. My theory now is that Whoever runs the show at Zaya is like a relative of hers. It may be like, like because it, it's it's like got something to where he can extrapolate from incomplete information, right? Yeah. So that's how I'm coming up with that theory. Or she she like worked there before or something. Yeah, that, yeah. like she came from there, or it's a relative or something like that. You know, because otherwise, what the heck? Why would you just jump to that conclusion? <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a million corporations out there. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, then it goes to Awada, like, getting in his car. Yeah. And then out of so nowhere, weird. a little assassin comes up, and he's got, like, a headband wrapped around him, and, like, he's wearing, a, like, a wig and a, a hat. Yeah. To hide that he's a human gear. And he says, uh, because, um, not only does he have the headgear, but, um, his circuitry tattoo is on his forehead. Right, so he has to cover it up. Yeah. So, but he comes up to Awada... And he's basically, he like, he's like, I want to become strong. Yeah. You know, now, this is the funny thing. There's a miscommunication. So this is where it's like, do they understand what real is? Because yeah, little assassin's like, I want to become a stronger assassin. And yeah. Wada's like, oh, you want to become like a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. There's no context, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just um, actor. It's stronger, better. You know? It's and like, he has so much time on his hands. I guess. Uh, have you ever seen uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little? No. So it's a, it's a, it might be a remake, but it's a movie about Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And like what happens is in the movie, Bill Murray, he's he's visiting his brother in England and he gets pawned off. And so the idea is that he, they got to do they got to find some way to get his brother, Bill Murray's character, busy for several hours. Mm. So they put him into this live action like drama thing where like there's all these actors across the city and you like act into it. Mm. And but Bill Murray's character gets caught up in like this international assassin organization like thing. But the whole time he thinks he's playing this like 
live theater show throughout the city. Ah. And so he's playing the assassin character. And it's like mm. the reverse of this, where like he he seems like he's a crazy hard uh, assassin killer, but he's just like a guy who doesn't know how to act very well. Right. And he's just like at one point, like a lady is crying and he's just like, How do you do that? Do you like think about how your dog is dead? Yeah. And then yeah. he like kind of he's like trying to mimic her, but it looks like he's mocking her. He's like, My <laughs> dog is dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And so it's like the reverse of this. This reminded me of it's like this whole assassin thing, but it's actually an acting thing. Yeah, it's an actually an acting thing. <laughs> no, um, this scene is so weird because if I was a, a A-list actor and I'm going to get in my car and some random guy walks up to me and he's like, I want to get stronger. I don't take like, him to the, woods, to the park and be like, okay, show me what you got. Yeah, uh, you know, it's the next scene, the very next scene. They're in the, it's at nighttime, too, <laughs> in the park, and he's got two sticks and he's reenacting the scene from the samurai yeah. film that they saw. But in my mind, this is what would happen. Guy walks up and says, I want to get stronger. He's like, okay, we'll hit the gym. Uh, it was good seeing you. <laughs> um, uh, talk to my agent if yeah, you would like Yeah, talk to my a, people. <laughs> but no. He just gets in the car. Yeah, but no, he just takes this guy out to teach him acting lessons. Yes. Uh, I guess. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they're they're in the – yeah, this is like the whole thing where it's like he uh, he reenacts his breakout role, which is the scene we saw earlier. Yeah, he's like, whoa, your eyes are so serious. It's like uh, – it's because he's – actually an assassin so this isn't even a step away from what he's but what we also learn is that um he is like evolving quicker than the others because every time he dies they take the pro rise key and like (laughs) reborn reborn him and then like we also learned like we learned last time also that each time he's stronger better yeah and so he's getting along i I would be surprised if he's becoming a writer (laughs) (laughs) if if, if he becomes like more powerful than the other ones that'd be kind of interesting that would be really interesting because he's like this joke character but because he's dying and coming back he's actually he's becoming more and more competent as time goes on but uh the the very next thing is them uh reading over lines Mm -hmm. from the show and uh at one point, a uh, little assassin ad libs. Yeah, and the guy's like, "Oh, it's really good." This He's is like, "That's better than what's in this?" So much better than a human gear actor. Now, here is this is evidence A for me. He's acting this way because he doesn't know what he's talking about it to a humigir. And there's no proof that Little Assassin isn't just pulling from another movie that he's seen. Whereas the humigir actor is going to stick to the lines because that's his job. But uh, this but- per- he has no personal stake. He's not even here to act. He's here to become a better assassin. So in his mind, even reading from a script is not necessarily something he has to do. No, I think he did uh, ad- just straight up ad lib because he said he did. He could say whatever he wants, but no. But he has no reason to lie. He doesn't. Little Sasson's never lied. Um, the thing is, is he's just like, "Where'd you come up with that?" He's like, "I just thought that up. I thought that. I thought that would be better." And even I if he, I don't remember him saying that. that he said that he's like, "I, I think the other guy said that for him," and he was like, "Ooh, no." He's just like, "Where'd you come up?" And Little Assassin said, "I, I just thought that would work." Yeah, I again. And even this even, is even just... if it, even if he is pulling it from another movie, remember if you steal from enough places, it's original. Sure, <laughs> but that, that that doesn't change the fact that if you, uh, I just think Little you can, Assassin, you can be an actor that makes your own on set, which is good in some scenes, like the legendary Indiana Jones scene, shooting out the gun. That's great. Um, but you know. At a certain point, there are other actors like Edward Norton that get are like really notorious for trying to hijack the movie and make it all theirs. And the next thing you know, it becomes a bomb and all that stuff. So it's not necessarily a good sign of an actor, in my opinion, although it can breed good things. I think what uh, this scene was all about is the fact that it wasn't just the fact that like, oh, well, you're a human gear. I think it's the fact that we're trying to sh- see that uh, they're trying to show that 
uh, Little Assassin is mm-hmm. better than all the other human gears we've seen. I don't know about better. He's he, he's he's more human. Yeah, he's he's definitely more. I didn't like mean more, person. but but he's more human. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, no, he's I more agree. human absolutely than the other ones. Right, and so uh, it's like yeah, he's 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 reaching singularity or whatever. Yeah, so he um, is because his eyes lit up blue right yeah. before he did the ad lib scene. So like. I think that that is going to be like they're going to find out that like what makes a good human gear right. actor is the thing that they don't want human gears to be. <laughs> right. So uh, that's definitely what I drew from it as far as uh, what it meant for little assassin in the scene. And the other part is it sets the stage in my mind for Awada to come to terms with the fact that human gears can act. Yeah. Right. For the next I, episode. I don't think human gears can act. It depends on. <laughs> I don't know because um, later well, we'll get to that part too where the human gear in this episode also has a scene where he freaks out yeah but that's shortly i'm not sure exactly right that yeah because it's because uh, c- like we haven't uh there is a whole thing about like uh uh, Horobi did said that I found another friend. Yeah, and we don't know who he's talking about. Well, there's only one human. Yeah, there's <laughs> only one human gear, but he also had a key, right? You had a key. Seen. You have a key that hasn't been shown yet, right? So, um, because like there, there, uh, like a spoiler. Alert, there's no new monster in this show, mm-hmm. in this episode. So that's for like the next episode because it's a two part. Um, but they still managed to blow one up. That's right. great. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. We still had to have one explode. Um, so anyway, uh, I, I do believe the next scene, it goes to the next day of shooting, right? Well, it goes to the Ames van. Oh, right. Okay. The Ames with, van. With the dark, just kind of brooding. Brooding and remembering. Yeah. And this is a little thing that, uh, a little Japanese culture thing. Uh, you can just, whenever you park anywhere that's not like an actual parking spot, you turn on your warning lights and then your car becomes like invisible. Uh, and so there's, there's all of these, they had to like pass laws because people were like just parking their car in front of like grocery stores and like turning on the warning lights and going in. And like the law was like, you can't do that if there's nobody in the car. So people just like leave their teenage kid in the car, turn on the warning lights and go shopping. So it's uh, one of those, you can't get in trouble for blocking a yeah, as long, as long as there's as long as there's like a way around. Okay. But they made it so that they can't do it anymore. But it's like this whole thing is like we always made jokes about like when you turn on your 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 warning lights, it's just like you're invisible now. So you just park in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's good. What I had my warning lights on. <laughs> I had my warning lights. What are you talking about? But yeah, it's him brooding dark night mm-hmm. area. Um it's actually a dark night, but he's brooding dark night style. Uh, right. <laughs> and he's like remembering about like how U.S. how U.S. saved him, mm-hmm. but also like all these things. And right. So yeah. then it's it's it, his internal conflict. It's not really it. like an important scene, except for it's a scene to show that it's like moving to the next day. Right. Yeah. It's the segue. Yeah. Because uh, now we're at the next day of shooting. Yeah. Otherwise, it would like it would be too jarring if there was nothing there. Right. Like we've seen it before in the show in in Commodore, where like they just move on to the next scene really quick, and it's like a little jarring and you know, mm-hmm. like. Be like, did they just walk right over to this next day in the next room? But um, so yeah, now it's the scene, mm-hmm. and uh, this is where um, this is my evidence B, by the way. This is where Awada ad libs. Yeah, so they're they're having their scene, and then all of a sudden, Awada decides to pull in his own version of the same thing that Little Assassin said. Yeah, so he makes it. You know, he flips it, kind of adds it in there, and nobody knows what the heck's going on. Obviously, it's an ad-lib scene, and especially the human character doesn't know what's going on. And then to add to that, he then picks up a can of, I want to say coffee. Yeah, it's canned coffee. And chucks it at him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, he's reacting to a can being thrown at him, so he catches it. And then he 
this is where he has his mini freak out, which I think leads to him being more human as far yes. as uh, that's he the freaks sign out usually. and because he, he he yells cut yeah cut which is something an actor shouldn't do and then Awad gets up is like oh an actor doesn't yell cut and you know he so this storms is like, out all annoyed um and so what I think it was is like Awada already didn't want to that's act. literally what i'm saying is that he he decided and, but i don't purposely think it, to ruin the shot I, I don't i i don't think he didn't i i think i think in his mind he's like oh let's see how it handles it if it can't handle it it's not a good actor but, i think he's i think like initially it wasn't i don't think it's initially like i hate human gear actors mm. i think it's my like it's not working out, and everybody's ignoring what I'm saying about that because the money is talking. Yeah, that could be. All I know is that he did I, ter- he did purposely ruin the shot. Like, yeah, I, well, I he feel like he, he set didn't, out for it. It wasn't – I don't think you – I think he would have been fine if, like, it would have kept going. Yeah, but sure. I think he was testing, but he was uh-huh. okay with the outcome of it failing. Yeah, well, it, that's my point, though, is, like, if he wanted to change the scene, he could have talked to the director and had the script changed, but he didn't. He wanted – yeah, he wanted to – Well, he's, he's, he's already talked – he already talked went. to the director about, like, I, I don't think this is working out. The mm-hmm. director's just, like – Yeah, because he it. uses this as his, well, see, if he was an actor, he would have been able to handle the dynamic shift and the personality conflict and all this stuff. And, uh, again, this totally opposite of my opinion. I feel like if you're an actor, you can work within a constraint. I feel like you should be able to play your character and not just like there, there's a place for, um, method actors. Mm-hmm. So don't get me wrong. You know, there's a, there's a place, but then you get to the Jared Leto's and the, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but you know, the ones that take it a step too far. Yeah. Um, um yeah, I think we just, so I'm not I, I, I just think we give too much credit to actors because uh, they just pretend to be somebody else. In the right. real world, we call that lying. Yeah. No, <laughs> because, because there's also scenes where people just forget their line and they come up with some crap, and it ends up being better than the script. Yeah, and sure, that's great, but that's that's really that's just serendipity. It's yeah. like it could have also been total, and then you have to redo. Sorry, excuse my language, but you have to redo the whole scene now because you bombed your lines. But just because it ended up being better, you now are like, yeah, I'm such a good actor. That's, a, that's exactly yeah. what I meant to happen. You know, um, yeah. So, I, like, I don't. I think he just didn't want to work with him, but I don't think it sure. was because he was a human cure. I think it's just because yeah. his ideas were being because he's he's used to being a main actor, right? And also, I think it, it was just like this guy is getting also more attention than him. That could also be it. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I, we'll we'll definitely know more with the next episode. So yeah. I'm not going to write him off as a total douche. Um, not gonna write him off as like the sa- the the sushi guy with like the sushi guy because no. like because the sushi guy I it's like well, and the, the heck, sushi guy man? was straight up with it yeah at least he was honest uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah no it's like come on man what the heck but uh, yeah this is it might actually be about the method and you know the, the he might actually want feedback yeah. in a way that he can you know because he does say scene. that like acting is about personalities like interacting sure i mean and, and to, uh, to some extent i don't disagree but like i said there's multiple views of how to act yeah and just because it's not working like there's so many movies where chemistry between actors isn't there but you still just do it so this is also a thing that's different for uh it could be cultural too yeah. well yeah there's a cultural difference because even with like um how voice acting is because i've like uh-huh. so in america when they voice act they do one voice at a time yeah so the person does their lines and then somebody else comes into the recording booth yeah, listens okay. to it in japan they all do it at the same time the same like room. we saw in the voice actor oh, thing right, right, right. The they're all lined up and when it's your line you step up to the microphone and you talk and then you stop step back so in and you'll you'll see this in like live action too that is the point of japanese acting mm. is that it's 
interactions between the people. It's not about the story at all. Because mm. we, I mean, you've seen probably enough Asian things that sometimes the story is just whatever. Yeah, that's but <laughs> <laughs> So true. What, what are we going to finish it up? Who cares about how the ending goes? Right. Everybody clap. You did great. Um, <laughs> little uh, event, Evangelion end there. But so the important part in Japanese acting is the relationship between the characters with each other. Okay. Yeah. I mean, And I, so and, and he's thinking, it's like, that you can't have that with someone who only just reads the lines. Right. I mean, I, I can't argue that. I guess it just doesn't set well with me when somebody walks out on set, especially when they're the, the uh, it's because they're in a position of power they're able to do that, yeah. right? Like if this was a struggling actor and he was trying to walk off set because the other guy's not giving them feedback, they would, it, this would be a totally different thing in Japan, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like if, let's say, it's now suddenly you're getting shouted down by the director and you I no mean, longer work in the I business. I mean, it, it, it can't, a lot of it can be our prejudice to actors. Sure. I mean, that's definitely, uh, I, I feel like I, I am applying my own prejudice. <laughs> to actors in general? <laughs> at least to this type of actor. Yeah. Uh, it, so, you know, granted, we bring our baggage to here. That's the whole point of it, though. <laughs> oh, there's the um, it was the uh, John Mulaney has this whole thing about how he used to work at Saturday Night Live as an as a uh, as a writer. Mm. And he did a, a thing with Mick Jagger. OK. And he says that Mick Jagger just he told Mick Jagger a joke and Mick Jagger just walked up and said, not funny. <laughs> And he's just like, and he's just like, I, I explained that to some people and they're just like, well, that's just rude and stuff like that. And he says, you gotta understand that like Mick Jagger life is different than anybody else's. <laughs> At one point he just said diet Coke and one was in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, when you live a life like that, you're a different type of person. Yeah. He's like, if I could just make diet Coke materialize in my hand, I don't even like diet Coke. I just do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, you just say diet Coke. So and he's so, telling you not funny and so you don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, these people like like a lot of time with actors, it's just like humans aren't meant to be that type of famous. And so right. it makes them go crazy. <laughs> So yeah, there's some prejudice with like the idea of an actor, but yeah, I think he just he I think the reason why he didn't like it was because uh he wasn't given he wasn't really given a satisfactory like oh we'll we'll try it again maybe like we'll talk uh -huh. to them and stuff like that his like was like, deal with it yeah say hey we need to deal with it because of the money <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like so yeah no I I see both sides of it that's why I'm I'm one of the We'll get to the Suck Skoy later on, but spoiler alert, it's that this isn't necessarily a one-and-done continue of the episodic thing. I like that this is a two-parter, yeah. basically, and I'll extrapolate later. But uh, So the scene, back to it, yeah, because it's been you know 15 minutes of rambling now. Yeah. But um, So the key points here is that Awada walks off set, NG has a freak-out moment that makes him more human. Probably. And... A little assassin is also on set watching. Assassin sees it, and he gets all he picks up from the words is that Ng is a failure. Yeah, he's a failure from his master. He's oh, we forgot useless. about that. Yeah, he calls himself. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, he's like, "You're going to be my protege," and he's just and and then uh, little assassin's like master. master. And so basically, what happens is is that this guy failed in the eyes of his master. Yep. So he has to do something about it. Yeah. So uh, Awana walks up the set. That's an important part. So Awana walks up the set so he doesn't see yes. Little Assassin. Yes. So that'll probably come up in the next episode. I feel like it will, yeah. So Little Assassin just walks up, grabs Anya, and just throws him. Mm -hmm. like, And then, then rips off his head, or not his head, but uh, uh, his, his head uh, beanie and his fake hair. And uh, Yua's on set this whole time. Yeah. And uh, uh, Aruta left after the director and uh awada yes because they they both ran after awada so that's why uh Fua, not Fua wasn't there i can't remember no why. he wasn't there yet um 
So uh, probably ma- some say legends say he's still brooding. <laughs> yeah, no, he comes in later. <laughs> but um, so uh, little assassin transforms into Dodo mm-hmm. and gets a full on. This is why I'm saying he's like developing into more of a serious character because he gets a full on uh, kind of transformation pose. Like yeah. instead, instead of trans, instead of henshin, he says assassinate. Yeah, and then <laughs> it's like a whole thing slowly settles into it. Does the extinct rise? And so uh, Yua goes to like halfway desert pose, mm-hmm. and then Jin pops up. Yep. And this is where we figure out he says like, Jin. Jin says. Little assassin, you're not supposed to hurt our friends. Yes, which is referring to NG in this case. Yeah, so NG. This... So NG is the one who, and so the yeah. only thing I could think of is the reason why they haven't strapped the belt on him yet is he's not. He's not there. Yet. Yeah, he's getting closer now. He's getting closer. Yeah, just like how it was with um the coach. Exactly. They they cause conflict in their lives to force them to that next stage. Yeah, they need to have strong emotion of their yeah. own, you so know, that they can something real. I think. So I'm pretty sure they're gonna have they're gonna like convince Awada to do another scene and then and she's actually good now yeah because <laughs> yeah. he's because he's more human yeah exactly. so that's that's the idea is like the more human you are yeah, the, better just, are, the better the better actually reading a script you're not just reading a script because then you could just do it because then just anybody could uh so anyways uh it's a two-on-one battle between uh Jin and little assassin and uh yua yua yeah and they're fighting and they get kicked outside yeah definitely a pitched battle she's not really doing that great not doing horrible, but you know, it's a it two is. on one battle. It's two on one, and now and little then, assassin's th- so a lot then, stronger um, than he was before. It shows uh, he's not just an extra now; he's uh, kicking ass. Yeah. So then it goes to uh, Aruta, uh, Aruta, who is outside of Awada's dressing room mm-hmm. when he gets the phone call that Metsubojinrai is here, yeah. and so he runs out. And this is when I notice. Uh, I think I've probably seen him before. I might have even mentioned before, but man, Art has some like sweet kicks, you know. Yeah, he does. Those are, Those cool are they're the same color as, as his, zero one. Yeah, his but he he dresses. He's like half casual, half business because yeah. he wears like a blazer but a hooded sweatshirt underneath yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And like dress pants, but like yeah, tennis bright shoes. neon kicks. <laughs> And so he runs, and they really stand out. Whenever they're on scene, they're the focus of the scene. I'm sure they sell those shoes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so get a pair. So um, uh, Aruta runs out, and he transforms, and it's a uh, it's a two on two battle because Aruta takes on Jin, and uh, Fua uh, Yua is taking on a little assassin. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about this transformation is that uh, I mean, we've seen the the when the the hopper grasshopper comes down, comes down and, uh, and helps out, but it's usually within close proximity. Whereas this is like it's all over the clearly <laughs> targeted at it, it like breaks them up to yeah. like give 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 uh, you a like a little breathing room, right? And the other thing that is unique about this transformation is that when he came out of it, he's holding the attaché caliber, yeah, caliber. But what's also unique is it doesn't say jump to the sky, jump to the sky turns into a rider kick. It didn't say it. Yeah, right. It was. It was <laughs> They go through the whole transformation, but they don't show that part. <laughs> they don't say that. It's very part. interesting. Um, sometimes the transformations have so many lines to them; they you feel just gotta give it up. it's yeah. it's it's funny. Sometimes it's just like they're overlapping themselves, and it's like when they transform all together, it's hilarious. <laughs> but anyways, um, so uh, Jin has the bow, and at as an attack, uh, Arta knocks it away, and like Jin flies up to like because they're fighting in like a um a factory park or something. Yeah, like. wherever the heck they're doing this shot. Um, and. Artisan just jumps up there and just like, you can get up here? <laughs> it's like, how did you get up here? Because he's Cause used the, to being you know, yeah, the in flying. the air. And so they're, fl- they're they're flying back and forth in tight quarters, and Jin is able to grab the attaché caliber and knock 
Arta off the mm-hmm. the the higher up platform, and then Arta falls down and grabs the bow. So they had switched weapons. Yeah, they switched and they, weapons, and they're fighting back and forth. That, and then it goes to Yua and Little Assassin. Mm-hmm. And as Yua is fighting, she mentions that he is he's stronger. Yeah, to the point where like she's just not holding her own against. Yeah, him. I mean it's night and day. Yeah, um, and then he whips out. I think this is the first time I've seen the special attack. He does like a finishing attack. Yeah, assassination. so he just now develops this whole it's really sweet, uh, basically this crescent slash yeah. sort of a feather, a feathered crescent slash thing. Yeah, and uh, he knocks a, a you out of transformation, mm-hmm. like so over it, over some uh, tables and out of transformation, and she's yeah, all scuffed up. It's like. Uh, Really, they're at a disadvantage every time they fight him because he knows what they're capable of, and he keeps getting stronger. So <laughs> it's one of those uh, Superman and uh, Doomsday situations. Yeah, where every, every time, time they dies, come back, they're t- stronger go. and stronger and stronger. Um, so uh, little assassins about ready to come, like finish it off, and then mm-hmm. some shots and uh, Fua shows up. Yeah, the foil to the the earlier scene where Yua saves Fua. It's now Fua saving Yua, and and so she's just like, "Why are you saving me?" And he says, well, "Why did you, you save me at the hospital?" Uh, the hospital. She's like. Because I wanted to. He's like, same. same. <laughs> and then he transforms and he does the cool. I love it when they use the transformation because the As bullet part of the attack. The bullet yeah. hits him, but he also does the punch for the bullet is also a punch to to Dodo. And yeah, the, the, I really like that scene because a Dodo wasn't waiting around for him to transform, which yeah. is I've always say, why are you waiting around for this? Yeah. And then B, not only did it hit him in the back of the head with the bullet, like you said, it also punched him in the face. Just really well done. And then uh, that's when Dodo um, activates the trilobites. Just extras yeah because he gets he gets knocked back and he's like screw this he does this really cool thing where he flips the blade around puts it in the, it in the same hand as his other sword and uh yeah he, like, launches the tendrils out to transform yeah uh and then it just shows a couple of them and then it's like a bunch of uh yeah, four, trilobites coming trilobites. coming at uh fua and then like fua is just using the attache shotgun mm-hmm. and Something he's like pretty that. it's pretty strong because he's like shooting through one to another yeah. and doing all this stuff and uh it goes to uh, Yua, mm-hmm. and she's kind of like remembering things, and so she stands up and she says, uh, "Fua," and she throws him a new key. Well, I, I think it switches back to uh, Arta. Arta with the freezing bear, right? Yeah, he transforms. Into, I forgot about that. He transforms into a freezing bear because he gets the bow knocked away. Yeah, he gets the bow knocked away because at first it's like, "Okay, you're in the air, I can shoot you," but then the bow's gone, and now it's back to what it's been with Gene having the aerial control. So he turns into freezing bear so he can slow Jin down. Yeah, there was but like two puns in that transformation. He said like, uh, time to paw or something yeah. like that. And uh, the one that caught me is the one was what he said and there was another one that sounded like it was part of the transformation. Oh, I don't know. I didn't hear that. It, it was like, um, gosh, I can't remember what it was, but it, it had something to do with the cold. But anyway, yeah, no, it was like applause. It was a pun on applause and pause. I think that was Arata. He said, "Okay, that's what it was." Him, yeah. yeah. Now it's time to pause you or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So he's basically slowing Jin down by freezing. Yes. Him. Yeah. And then it goes to uh, Yua throwing Fua a new key. Yeah. And it's hedgehog. He, hedgehog. Okay. Hedgehog. I was thinking porcupine. I was like, I, I couldn't read what it said. I, a Gatling hedgehog. Okay. Yeah. Because he all he does with it. Um, he doesn't transform. He uses it in the shotgun. Yeah, and I think he also uses it. Uses it twice in the shotgun. Yeah, he uses it two different ways. He uses it once with like a regular, which is like a Gatling, mm-hmm. which is just like a bunch of random shots, and it shows that it's really powerful because he like shoots a couple up in the sky as he pulls it out, and then he does a power up where he, where 
the same thing with like the sword. They close it back up to power it up, open yeah, it back up to, like, f- for a charging final shot, and he kills a little assassin. Yeah, with it shoots it. out like you know a hundred homing spines. Yeah, and then it just like and that's why I was saying porcupine because I was trying to think what what creature has a bunch of spines on its back, and the only thing I could come up with is porcupine. But I guess hedgehogs too. So yeah, there you go. So um. Blows up little assassin for and, like the ninetieth time, and then like, and this is when we realize the whole thing because like, uh, Jin says, "Oh, horribly angry if I don't grasp the prize key." So that's where the backup is. This is in the key. Yeah. So that like shows it that like if if all they can do is just make sure the key doesn't get taken, they can stop little assassin from coming back over and over, and over yeah, again. Yeah, pretty much. Um. So he he just ditches from the fight with Arto. You can see he's kind of slightly covered in and frost, which it, I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah. Uh, flies forward. Yua and Fuwa were looking at each other, and they're like, "Oh crap!" You know, here he comes, and he tries to take a couple shots with the shotgun. Misses. Dodges out of the way. Grabs the key and zooms off. Team Rocket blasting. Um, off. Shows that it's not. Um. It's not that he couldn't fight anymore. It's just that if he doesn't get this key yeah. back to Horobi, he'll be in trouble. Yeah. And so uh, Fua detransforms, and he's walking away. And this is where uh, Yua says, uh, basically, like, thanks for saving me, but there is, there might be a day where I betray you. Mm-hmm. And Vu is just like, well, okay, if that happens, I'll beat you. Yeah, say, so, hey, don't worry about it. I'll, I'm this a, is actually I'll like a, sure ca- a callback to that scene where they were in the cafeteria mm-hmm. and they were talking about like if they became human gear and like Fu was just like, I'd kill you. Yeah, this I'd destroy you. Yeah, I'd destroy you. And, uh, and so it's kind of like a smirk, smile thing, whatever. And then uh, Arata comes up and he's like, thanks guys, it's great. Because Arata thinks they're all just one giant team. Yeah, exactly. Because Arata doesn't know about the, f- the footage. Nope. As far as we know, he hasn't yeah. been told. Nobody's told him. Um, I think Izu doesn't tell him because, like, because because I think Izu knows that he would do something about it instantly, immediately. Yeah, she's like <laughs> thinking about whether or not she it's doesn't want because uh, at the before the episode started, she thought it was Ames. It in was general, Ames, and she doesn't want trouble with Ames because right. she knows that if Arta would just like start doing stuff, yeah, fighting back. <laughs> yeah. So now I I wonder next episode if that's going to come to a head because now she knows it's Yua specifically yeah. and not Ames as a as a company or corporation. Or yeah. So anyways, uh, Arta, but Arta comes up. He's like, "Thanks, guys. It's great." And then the director runs up and is just like, "Oh, Arta wants to quit." Yeah, he wants to quit. And then it cuts to Zaya Enterprise. Zaya with uh, Yua basically giving a report saying mm-hmm. that the uh, the production's following following apart and the the guy he's just like yeah yeah whether it gets back going or not it's um, gonna fall apart because he didn't corporations he didn't gonna have a downfall because that's the script i've planned out i'm a hundred percent no i'm a thousand percent sure i feel that's probably gonna be his like thing yeah. I'm a thousand percent sure of uh wait a minute didn't um oh that's why they did it the the writer at the end of the movie said a thousand percent. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He <laughs> did say that, and we got to see his face too. That's the other thing about this scene. Yeah, we saw his face, so we revealed this actor. But um, yeah. And now so we it's, know it's he's so the it's, guy. He's 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 that writer. Okay. He's the mystery writer. So he is the bad guy. That's why they did the thousand percent because I re- I just remembered that like yeah this is the movie or this is the episode after that and that's why they said this is around when you should watch the yeah. movie. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So I'm a thousand percent sure. Hundred percent. I know what that. I, that I I know the name because I've seen the toys and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I know I know the name of the writer. Okay, yeah. Well, don't tell me. Please. Yeah. Anyways, um. So yeah. So that means that he's got he's he's on that'll put him on the same level as Aruta as being able to make the keys mm-hmm. that can transform. Whereas Jin 
doesn't seem like he can make pro rise keys. Right. Because they needed to steal the wing for Jin. Uh, for Jin, uh, Horobi can't make them. Right. Because they needed to sting wing for Jin to transform. Right. And there's no telling where he got Scorpion for. He got yeah. it years ago. But it's also, you know, they're not sitting there working with an entire factory or anything yeah. like that. They're they're in the rundown area. But they're able to make extinct rise keys. Correct. But they're not able to make pro rise keys. Right. So, but if uh. This uh, Zia's guy's writer is a bad guy. He's on the same level as Aruto by being able to make his own weapons. Right. Which makes him even more dangerous mm-hmm. than uh, Horobi and Jin. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. The, I the plot thickens. The, the thousand percent, sure. That's and so I had forgotten about that at the end scene. I couldn't remember exactly what he said besides something ominous. Yeah, he said something I'm like a hundred percent sure that this is the way to the the the, the thing of arc, but no, I'm a thousand percent sure. Yeah, a thousand percent sure. And then it cuts away. Yeah, him, like staring down. So it, that's so. the uh, the reveal that this guy is that writer. If you've seen the movie, yeah, that gives me hope that the movie is canon. Yeah, I mean it does. It really does. Yeah, uh, which means that the show is actually taking place in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. So, um, and that's, that's where it ends is him. It's basically yeah. the reveal of like, this guy is also like a big deal. Right. And then we get the he's preview. not just a, he's not like a foil in the way that the vice president is. He's a foil in a way that like Jin and Horobi are. Right. He might not want to destroy humanity, but he does want to destroy human intelligence. Yeah. At the very least. I mean, and I mean, I guess my working theory is it's competition. Yeah. You know, they want to be the top. Uh, top guy as far so, as yes. intelligence goes or so so but we, what we mean. don't know is the relationship that Jin and Horobi are going to have with him right yeah is he going to try to use them to bring down heat and then betray them or is he just going to be like against everybody yeah 1v1v1 sort of whereas all of a sudden it's going to be uh, a uh, like a six-way battle where it's going to be Afua and Aruta versus Jin and Horobi versus Yua, Yua and uh, uh, what's his face the new guy um and That'd then like cool because it'll be a two versus two versus two, mm-hmm. and it'll be more balanced. But then there's also the conflict going on. Because <laughs> and also the, the the good thing about a third party is that when there's more competition or, or opposition, it opens up the possibility of previous opposition to become allies. Yeah, I'm not saying that it will happen. Just that uh, enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it could be one of those things where loyalties shift. You know, it opens up without trying too hard with the plot just basic it can happen i'm looking forward to it possibility yeah so um i I probably know but go ahead what is your uh suck so my suck in this one is kind of nitpicky just the magically appearing weapons i mean the reason why this series as opposed to the other three that we've been watching in our cycle the reason why this one bothers me about that is that they've painstakingly gone out of their way to have like say izu show up and throw the attache case or for fua to show up with the shotgun to begin with Mm -hmm. you know it wasn't just on them like it they they either brought it with them sorry it was either already on them when they showed up or it was thrown to them in the middle of the fight and the entire every episode up to this point it's like oh here's the bow and here's the sword and all stuff but this episode it's just like okay i transform and i have the case and it's like and i'm fighting there's no shotgun anywhere in sight and then suddenly i have my shotgun in my hand and (laughs) suddenly there's a bow here and it's like okay it's kind of lazy guys Mm -hmm. it is what it is you know just like the whipping out the bat from nowhere and all that (laughs) stuff i'm not saying it's it doesn't ruin anything for me that's just kind of one of those Mm -hmm. uh i thought it was a good episode i I don't really even though i have strong feelings about the actor in this episode it's not really a bad thing yeah Uh, i still liked it yeah um but yeah, I just magically appearing weapons is like, eh, come on, guys. 
Yeah. Like I said, it's nitpicky though, so it's not like a Nip, nitpicky. Next episode, I'm like sons of bitches. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I know it's it's like it's kind of hard to find like a straight up fault because it is a two parter. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to find a fault with the story because the story is yes. not done yet. It's not done yet. You know, it could bring up the. the I probably would have been complaining about the story if this was the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like we don't know if they reveal a more detailed reason of why the guy's the way he is. Yeah. We don't know if like that type of thing. Um, I'm trying to think. So, and like, I can't, I can't nitpick like what's happening with Yua's character because the conflict is like really good. Yeah. Cause you know, at first you'd think, oh yeah, it's just like whatever she's, she's like backstabbing it, but she actually, they've shown that like she has, she likes them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not that she wants to personally. Yeah. But professionally it's, it I, must be done. Yeah. Um, it's like, let me just dig something. I got to dig deep and find something I didn't like. Uh, or is, I I know I have to come up with something though. Is, this is your idea. <laughs> yeah, I think if I had to t- come come up with anything, it is the that plot hole of him of the of Wada, who's this big time actor, just taking a random guy out to the park yeah. to practice. <laughs> yeah, that and the the anybody that ever can walk up on set. It seems like yeah, the the, the real fluidity yeah. of like set rules especially considering this is a tv show they should know right <laughs> right i mean that and uh <laughs> yeah they know exactly they're they're it's meta they're like what would we would we allow this no we wouldn't um especially in japan where everything just seems so formal and rigid i mean it's not but um you know, like in a business setting i guess yeah there's expected way of things to be done yeah um and they try not to go outside of those bounds so especially if this you're getting paid by you know who knows how much money yeah and especially with aims being security yeah a government would, organization is security <laughs> and you'd think that people would be suspicious of somebody that they've never seen on their crew before just kind of standing around yeah that he's just like oh yeah you know outfit. whatever uh, i'll just take you out and take uh, and be a training or whatever you know if they could they could have come up with they might have been able to come up with something like uh what I thought would have been kind of cool, now that I think about it, a good way of doing it, it would have just been like one more scene yeah, where Iwata gets a phone call from his quote-unquote agent mm. that we want you to uh, uh, see this guy. And on the other side is actually a little assassin faking the agent's voice. Yeah, that would have been pretty sweet. Because uh, <laughs> we've already shown that like they can do different voices and stuff yeah. like that. It would, and it, he, we've seen that he's proficient in stealth and whatnot when, <laughs> when he was like... Uh, behind the nurse yeah you know just, just a phone call saying oh we got this new guy we want you to uh, take a look at his uh, his skills yeah and that <laughs> would also really uh solidify his ability to act i guess or be flexible yeah in a situation where yeah, you need so to improvise that, uh so yeah this that that whole thing where it's like um we're trying to find out like they're trying to show us that um dodo is farther along than mm-hmm. the others so they could have done like one more step there yeah, just one, two lines. Yeah, you know? and and they they could have made it sound like weird, where it's just like uh the the same way if the line is like we want you to see if you make this guy stronger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what is your segoy? So yeah, my segoy is that uh, you know I went into the episode expecting it to be a one and doneer. Yeah, you know, like you go in, okay, we get to see the actor Hugh Gear, and then he transforms and blah blah blah. You know, I mean, I was expecting there to be more to it, but I figured the main the main plot of the episode was going to continue on to the procedural aspect, which is like, okay, we have our one episode, and the next episode is a new gig. This one is a like a legitimate reason. Why Arata and the vice president are there. They are funding this movie yeah. for publicity yes. because of how bad the fallout from the last thing was. Exactly. So it ties in directly to the the last episode, but continues in the same way. Like, okay, so they, 
everything up to this point is a setup now for this in my mind where it's like, okay, we're going to continue business as usual, even though business is not as usual. Yeah. And they uh, solidified that with the fact that the episode is now two-parter. The last couple episodes have been two-parter. So I wonder if that's the thing now until the arc's done. Mm. Uh, continuing story. Mm. Um, yeah, I just really like that it wasn't just, okay, and now we're going to be well, dealing with the Well, we think it's two-parter. It might be, it might be more. Oh, we yeah, haven't seen the next episode. This thing. <laughs> yeah, it could just be the actor thing until the arc's done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as far as we know. And I, I also liked, um, you know, it's been a, a long time since we saw the preview for this episode because uh, we watched the movie last time that we did. Yeah, Zero thing. One. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a minute. I don't really remember specifically seeing Little Assassin on the preview for this episode, but I maybe subconsciously I did. But I was happy to. Because uh, when we were doing the opening for this, I was saying, man, I hope I get to see more of what's going on with him. Yeah. And so it was nice that I got to see that. Now yeah. his character is becoming more... Of a character? Yeah, he's not just a joke Yeah, that's there as we need an extra pair of Who would have thought the character was like, oh, Dodo, he's going to be awesome. Yeah, because it's like one of those things, every battle can't just be Gene versus one of them, two or, two or three Yeah, sometimes the, that the becomes a problem with... It's the same fight over again. Yeah. Um. The series where it's a lot of writer versus writer, that happens. Mm-hmm. So there's writer versus writer in this one, but there is like just straight up bad guys. But like in Ryuki, it gets pretty bad sometimes. It's just like, this is the ninth time I've seen these two characters fight. You know, yeah. it's we like, get it. <laughs> yeah. He's going to do this and they are going to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, For me, my Segoy was just how well they move the story along without having to change anybody's character. Yeah. Because um, like uh, Izu just revealing to uh fua about the whole yuya situation completely in character yeah because in her mind it, this is ames they already know so and, she's and, just... and and he, he makes her wonder about it and she's like oh so it wasn't ames yeah. well like here's the information i know yeah because i know arto trusts you so i'll trust you with this information yeah. and then fua is a direct person so the next time he sees you uh, <laughs> he's, like, he's just okay, like why'd you do why'd you do this <laughs> bruh <laughs> hey, what's up man bruh and then uh and he's like straight up and honest. Mm-hmm. Like when she asks him why he's doing it, he's like, I feel like it. Because I want to. Yeah, I want to. And then she has the conflict. And so it's like, it's moving the story along without changing any of their characters. Because I hate it when they like either halt the story or speed up the story by changing characters. Uh huh. It's like, that character wouldn't have said that, but he needed to, to move the story yeah, he along. He needed to, to move the story along. And it's just like, yeah, so. It's almost character first, it feels like. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that, it's not. It's toys first, but yeah, <laughs> character second. Um, so that's what I really liked is that they progressed the story along yeah. while keeping the characters together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not. It's not that this episode is worse than the last two and the movie. Uh, just that I knew it wasn't going to be like you know slam packed action with high everything's at maximum stakes. Yeah, it it wasn't like the because I mean the last one was like. Yeah, we're in the falling action phase instead of the rising action. Yeah, we're building well, back we're, up. To we're doing we're doing the, the the setup before the climax of the first yes, arc. Exactly. So there was like this big rising action, and then we're kind of just riding that action. Mm-hmm. We're not going any higher. We're not really going lower. Not we're much just, lower. No. We're just kind of keeping that mm-hmm. action at the same level while setting up the, yeah, the final definitely pieces. Setting up for. Um. So now, of course, it's the hard part about zero one is the writer ranking. Mm-hmm. So I, I I was saying that I what I want to do now with with uh. We don't have to worry about it with the other shows, but we right. might want to uh, eventually get into this habit because there will be times when we'll have shows that have multiple writers at the same time. Right. Because there will be time, like, 
in like five or six episodes is when the second writer for his devil comes in. So then we'll have to start ranking them there. Right. Uh, so what we do is first we rank the writers in this the, series in this episode right then, and then we put them into the, the slot. So where they're ranked right now relates to each other. Uh huh. Is zero one at the start is 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 one. Mm-hmm. Valkyrie is two, and then Vulcan is three. Yeah. So this one's tough for me. Uh, this was not an Arto episode at all. No. Um. As far as this episode goes, he's third spot. Yeah. That's no question. As far but as the whole series goes. Yeah, but the whole series is like, has has this made, has this episode put Vulcan and Va- or Valkyrie above zero one for the whole series? Right. Um, hard to say. He, you know, like I said many times, you is very intriguing now because of the mystery. Some of that mystery is shed, but not all of it. There's still the why. Um and the the ultimate what yeah so you know to me I think this episode has put Vulcan above Valkyrie yeah that's I, I mean they both they both had like growth I was trying but to formulate Vulcan, why I felt that way but Vulcans had had more growth yes because not only because he he like grew in response to Valkyrie and went on and he also had the things like I don't I don't like love them now but I'm yeah, not like gears. I'm not like like in the previous episode, he literally ran into a group of human gears saying, "Destroy them all." Yes, exactly. <laughs> and now he's he's having conversation with yeah. Izu. He's like didn't belittle her or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't. He didn't even seem like he had a problem with a human gear actor. He's like, whatever. Who yeah, cares? Man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't talking. Uh, you know, talking crap like he's did on every other done on every single episode. So, and, and he also managed to do all that without. The core of his character without changing, changing yeah. So I mean, without yeah. becoming a different person, right? Um, so I agree, definitely above uh, Val in this one. And then the question is, where does zero one fall? Yeah. Is he still spot one? Um, because I'm trying to think. I don't his... I, like. I think he's the same, right? But I, based on like what we've seen for the entire series, mm-hmm. especially with like what we knew from like the movie and all that stuff, yeah. I don't think what they've done overshadows him yet. Yes, yeah. I'm, it's I could, rough when you're the main writer, I guess. I because, um, I mean, he's he's gonna get a bunch more stuff, obviously, mm-hmm. but that's not what this episode was about. And no. he had some funny, cool things. Yeah, it, it's not like he was totally shut out. Yeah, I mean, he had some funny things where he was like, and he didn't say any horrible puns this thing except for when he transformed. Yeah, that was the like, bear. That was, like it was back hor- to back. Yeah, it wasn't like a horrible pun. It was just a funny pun. It was a funny pun. Yeah, so he actually got one. You get, yeah, you get one zinger. You got to use the bow it. too. Yeah. Yeah, picked it up pretty good. <laughs> he just was like, "Okay, I'll describe the boat." And he also didn't have form bloating. Yeah, he just used the two forms. He just we did hopper just and bear, five things and all that. Yeah, but there was that. Uh, I thought that whole part was where like he's just like, "Well, I want to go help them," but I got he had the like the Spider Man conflict of like, "I want to go fight the bad guys, but I have a job." Yeah, I'm doing this shoot right now. <laughs> yeah, this is part of like to make sure the company that I love that does things that I believe in mm-hmm. needs this publicity. <laughs> right. <laughs> And he has some cool interactions with the vice president. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we we keep him at one, but that means he's at one in the entire list, which is fine, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, he's also the only one that's had a big epic fight in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm trying not to use that as the sole thing. I mean, mostly because I haven't seen any of the other series yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like one of those, yeah, that was totally badass in that movie, Rock. <laughs> but do I need to judge everybody else's series on that yet? Especially when it might not so be So, here's the interesting thing. Now we take it. We add it to the main list. So that that would put uh, zero one at one, uh, Vulcan at two, double at three, and Valkyrie at four. I almost think 
that double should be above Valkyrie and Vulcan. Mm, yeah. And that, that Vulcan and Valkyrie should be together as like the, uh, as three and four. Yeah. Because of like how good that last episode yeah, was. Yeah. There, there wasn't such a big gap that, uh, it's like, it wasn't such a big gap that Vulcan should be two spots above Yua. And I don't think they're, they're necessarily like, double last episode was really strong for double. Yeah. Um, and like Vulcan and Valkyrie are like really close together now. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a room in that gap for double for to come somebody up. to wedge in. But know. so I think double is better than the two of them. I agree. Yeah. Well, the like I was saying when we were doing the double episode, whereas I want to put them there, but it was like one of those, eh, let's just do one stage jump yeah. and see how it goes. And this week, even though there was really a strong um showing by Fua and Yua, I I still think, yeah, moving double up to two. Um, and then if if zero one continues to be as good as it will, then maybe they'll jump back up. Mm-hmm. Um it's been a while since Double's been near the top anyway. So yeah. Like tornado. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Never mind. Put him down at six. Nine. I Put him at nine out of, out of six. I forgot about that. I try, it hasn't been haunting my dreams. <laughs> oh, I have a tornado. Although I have been getting bad sleep, maybe secretly. Yeah. I'm, I'm awaking from it in cold sweat, and I don't know why. <laughs> Do you know what I called that episode? What? You can't prepare for Heaven's Tornado. You can't. Yeah. I mean, now I'll never be able to go through Tornado Valley without yeah. just just cold shakes the entire time. They're like, oh my god, I didn't know you were so afraid of a tornado. It's not, it's not so, the physical one. So uh, the next act, episode of Zero One, Zero One episode 11, don't stop the camera, stop that guy! <laughs> <laughs> what I think will happen is there will be uh uh like there'll be the whole thing edgy like evolving and then he'll turn into a monster and they'll have to kill Obviously. him and stuff like that. But I think the director will be filming and will film the entire fight and that will be the line. Just like, don't stop the filming. We got to keep this going. You know how it is? Like, right. this is the best action because it's He's real action. Seen. Yeah, it's <laughs> legit. Um, I, I guess I don't really have a prediction for the episode yet. Um, Mostly, well, it's hard because also like zero, uh, zero one like is can be just like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And also can be just like, oh yeah, this is totally what I expected. Yeah, it's totally exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, uh, definitely had some where I was spot on, some of them where I was way off. And with this episode, I don't necessarily have a prediction so much as I would be really disappointed if they don't wrap up Owada and Lil Assassin's uh, sort of bonding, yeah. I guess. It, I feel like it's gonna, but if it didn't, I would be disappointed is all I'm well, saying. Well, I know, like, we saw the pra- trailer, and in that trailer, Little Assassin said the line, training complete. Uh, so that might have something to do with it. Be, yeah. Uh, it would be great if, like, a wa- like, this would be so funny. So, like, Awada actually um, turns Little Assassin. Like, into an the, actor? No, he turns him to, like, good guys at, like, near the end of it, and then Jin kills him so that they can bring yeah, him back. Yeah, bring him back. Oh, <laughs> that would be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's possible. I mean, it, that that wouldn't be a Jin thing. I could see Hirobi coming Hirobi out. doing it, not it's Jin. Just like, and yeah. just, like, erasing that little part from yeah, him. Just erasing that memory. <laughs> that would be, uh, yeah, that would be really interesting. I don't think they're going to do that. but No. Yeah. Um, it's too interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, what they're doing is interesting. It's just, it's, I like it when it's not what I figured it will be, and mm. but it's still good. Right. But our next episode will be back to Kamen Rider 71 with episode 11, Bloodsucking Mark Monster Bonadei uh, Gbekindor. G- okay, what? It's G-E-B-A-C-A-N-D-O-R. Right. I remember being extremely perplexed the last is it, time is you it said like, this to me. Is it like G-Bakendor or is it like 
Jiba Condor. Jiba Condor. I feel like that's better than Bacon Door. But Condor <laughs> at least sounds like it rolls off the tongue better. Yeah. I think Condor like sounds more like. Uh, so it's uh, Bacon Condor. <laughs> I don't know. It's just whatever. They'll probably say it once, but with a Japanese accent, so we'll have no idea how to pronounce it in English. We've never had this much trouble since the... the, the uh, Cesarean? Cesarean, man. Worcestershire, man. Worcestershire, But yeah, I know this next one is a weird one, and I like it. <laughs> but it's like, it's, 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 it's weird. Because it's still during the whole, like, yes, he's, he's not true. there. Yeah. And so... But what that does is it means, it means that... Uh, our uh, second favorite character in the show, uh, which is, of course, Tachibana, gets more screen time because yep. he's carrying the show because there's no Hongo in the show. Yeah, him and... Uh, Ruriko. Yeah, Ruriko. <laughs> so, now they get to be characters. Uh, instead of just sidekicks. Yeah, sidekicks. So, yeah. And that will be our next episode. Thanks for, once again, sticking with us all the way to the end of the episode, guys. If you want additional information, you can find it on our website, fanboyopinion.com. Or if you want to email us some of your questions or comments, you can do that at fanboyopinion at gmail.com. If you want to share your opinion on the episode, we'd love to hear it on Twitter at fanboy underscore opinion. Please don't forget to rate and review the show. Either way, I had a blast. My name's Eugene. My name's Eric. And we'll see you all next time.